Welcome, everyone. This is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource. Joining me is Rob Ellen, CEO of Live One. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Jeff. How are you, buddy? Good. So yeah, you've been on a while back, but for those that aren't familiar, can you just give a quick overview of uh, what Live One does? Not not uh, not the full slide deck, but just a, an elevator pitch of Live One. Yeah, just just four thousand feet. We're we're a DSP. We're one of the twelve, you know, music subscription services out there in the world that is laser laser focused on original programming, and uh, we're very fortunate that we've grown. Since I met you, Jeff, we've grown that from 400,000 subscribers to 3.5 million subscribers and growing about 60,000 subscribers, subscribers a month. And we've combined audio, podcasting, live streaming, pay-per-view, and a fully immersive experience to give you that, you know, that subscription plus. So, so who do you compete against mostly? I know you're in different segments, but maybe you can break it out a little bit. I mean, Camden, we don't really compete with anyone because we're, we're kind of in a unique silo in that we have three things that, that are game-changing for us that are different from our competitors. Number one is we're partners with all of our competitors. So Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Sirius, all of them, we distribute our content across most of these platforms. Number two is we're the lowest price in the industry. So we're the Walmart of the industry. Number three is we're the only ones that can really white label, meaning where Elon Musk is our partner, and when the music service inside of Tesla, they probably wouldn't have chosen us if it wasn't for three reasons. Number one, service. We're nimble. We're fast. We do what we need to do. We're a little company, so we can literally handle anything they need to do, including putting their top talent that they want inside of a Tesla car, right, that no one else can do. Number two is we're lowest price. We're a third of our competitors, right, where Spotify is 9 going to $12, we're $3, you know, 3 to $3.5 a month. Number three, the most important, right, needs is we are a white-label solution, meaning that our brand is important to us, but we also are willing to give up that branding. And with that, we have all the publishing, all the record labels, everything that any of our competitors have in the business, they're all partners. And then when we cross over in our podcast businesses, our podcast stream across every one of those networks. So we love partnering with, with the big boys. We love partnering with Apple and iHeart and Sirius and Spotify. They're great partners, and we're great partners to them. We provide them great content, and they could provide us with a massive audience. So Tesla, you mentioned, um, they're one of your partners. Uh, do they have an exclusive for automobiles, or are you able to? They do. They do. This, this is our, this is, we've been in there over 10 years. We just extended for another 18 months. We keep growing, we grow fast and grow. When I first bought the company, we were doing about $250,000 in revenues, you know, and this is very similar to when I did Forward Industries 30 years ago. We had a little deal with Motorola. We just knew this was the most unique player in the world. And we saw that, and we saw that opportunity. That was the reason we bought Slacker Radio. We bought it because it had partnerships, every record label, every publisher, every music partner in the world. It had a massive NOL, which if you remember back, Jeff, when I met you when I did Digital Turbine, you know, we had a $200 million NOL. And when you have that NOL, when you buy these companies, when you start to turn like we are, usually, you know, we turn the direction from negative, you know, almost $20 million EBITDA to positive over $20 million this year, right? A lot of that's going to fall to the bottom line. And 
That's why we just talked about $17 million of cash flow derived from the operating businesses. And so we're uniquely positioned right now where Tesla has been an amazing partner and we're about to expand the major B2B partners around the world. More audio companies, more carriers around the company, more cable, satellite. And you probably saw on Friday, I think it was Friday, we announced a, our first ever multi-eight-figure deal with a major streaming partner for over $20 million a year to put our content on their platform. Nice. And if, if you look at the company, you know, you, you have the Slacker, you have the podcast. Can you just give a, a rough idea of the various parts in terms of how much revenue each is contributing? Yeah, I mean, I can't break it down exactly, but kind of, you can get pretty close, right? And that podcast one is now spun out into its own public company. So podcast one, we said we're going to do, we're on a run rate to do 45 to $50 million and 4 to $5 million in EBITDA. And we said we're going to do 130 to $140 million in revenues across our audio business. To kind of put those pieces together, you may not get the exact number, but you get pretty close on it. And, you know, and obviously, you know, Slacker, um, Slacker is thrown up just an amazing amount of cash flow as well. So Podcast One um, you know, is obviously meaningful. How do you make money with, with Podcast One? Is it all proprietary or are you hosting others? What, what are you doing there? Yeah, so Podcast, we're, we're a full 360 play. Just like I built the music, Jeff, and you, you were really around for the beginning of this music where we said we're going to be the only 360 play that really hands-hold the artist through this. You know, when I met Norm Paddock, who is one of the great geniuses and pioneers in radio, you know, and then became the pioneer in podcasting, well, we shared the same passion, which is, is talent first, right? Talent second, talent third. So if we handhold the talent and really give them a full 360 play, we're going to win big. And that's what we've done here. In podcasting, we literally, we're, the, we're literally the only independent network that's really left out there that is doing all of the things from marketing to publishing to production to marketing the sales. And probably where we win most is we win most in that we're the best sales organization in the world. Led by Sue McNamara. Sue ran Howard Stern sales. She ran uh, CBS sales. She ran Sirius Radio sales. She's just done an amazing job of this young, you know, industry really building. There's no better sales team in the world than ours. I've seen some news of, about rights that you've acquired for various podcasts. Are you building some of them your own, or, or is it mostly acquiring? Yeah, both. You know, right now is this unique opportunity we've been building. We built, we started, Kit Gray, who's the president of the company, Kit started the podcast industry, he came out of iHeart, and he saw this unique thing with Adam Carolla that radio was going to change forever. And podcasting was the next medium, and it gave the ability to have an opinion, to give the ability to have, you know, different, different methodologies of articulating things, you know, and, and they prove that it can get revenues from it in advertising. And so now that advertising model is, again, we've grown from when I bought the company, we was doing 20 million in revenues. This year, we're going to do over 40 million. And next year, you know, if you just read between the lines, we did 40 million, but we announced 22 new podcasts. And so we do from startups to, you know, major podcasts. Adam Crowley, Jordan Harbinger, Lady, Ga- Lady Game, Baby Mama, right? Now we've had everyone from Shaq to Tyson on our platform. Now what's happening is 
The market has moved. There were $28 billion of acquisitions. Crazy amounts of money spent on in this industry. Now what's happening is it's going the other way. Spotify and Amazon, they've done an amazing job in this a great story on Acquired on one of my favorite podcasts. You know, everyone's like, you know, saying Spotify didn't know what they were doing. They knew exactly what they're doing. They bought Joe Rogan. They bought Bill Simmons, right? What they did was they locked in their customers and they locked in a new customer base and they're building that subscription, right? But what they also realized was is, is it's hard to own these things exclusively. You really need to be almost agnostic and spread the virus across every, every platform because no different than HBO or, or Disney, if you're only on cable or you're only on satellite, you need at least 60% or 40% of your audience, yeah. right? Now, what Spotify is doing is they're really becoming what they exactly, what the talent they have is. They're the best distribution partner in the world in music. They're the best distribution partner in audio. And they got a good, they got a nice footprint in, in video as well, which they'll grow. But the reality is, is you're going to drive more of your video revenues from YouTube and from TikTok and so on, you got to make sure that audio is actually transpiring and driving your subscribers, right? Driving new subscribers, but as well holding your existing subscribers. If you do that, you can have the kind of growth that Spotify has right now. So all that distribution, you know, really helps for advertising. So when you're acquiring talent, does it require a war chest? Or are you doing rev share or, or, or how no, do you, you acquire? A, it's, it's not big money that goes in we're never going to get the Joe Rogans or the Howard Stearns of the world, right? Unless they're going to get a big equity piece. And, you know, who knows? You know, you know, you know I, I did the movie 300. You know, I did the movie Spiderwick Chronicles, right? Those movies were made for no money, right? But the talent got a big piece right in the back end. So who knows? Maybe we'll pull one of those off. Really where our focus is and our energy is, that $250 to $5 million podcast. If we get those, we're going to a lottery ticket. And what's happening now is, all those are coming to sale, right? $28 billion of acquisitions, right, done by all the majors. They're just walking away from those. It's just, it just doesn't fit their model. They can't babysit. They can't handhold these small podcasts. They've got to focus all their energy, you know, literally all their energy. They've got to focus on the Joe Rogans. This is a great time. The market is swung, right? It won't be for long. The market swung from a seller's market for podcasters, right, to a buyer's market for podcast networks. And so we publicly said is we have 107 podcasts in our, in our pipeline right now. That's 10x what we normally have. We bid on $12 million a podcast just recently. And we're starting to land them quick. As you can see, we just announced our 22nd new podcast. Most of those podcasts are existing podcasts. Already have traffic, audience, networks, and we're just expanding them. We have 10 acquisitions in our pipeline of podcast networks that could fit in with us that are kind of a perfect fit for us. So just like we just did with Cast Media, Cast Media was, it was a struggling podcast network with some of the best talent I've ever seen. Literally, you know, had a massive pipeline, a massive lineup of talent, and we grabbed that talent. And they were struggling because the market changed. The market changed where you can't lose money anymore. You've got to make money, right? You can't just be a growth story. You've got to be growth, and on top of being growth, you have to be both. So how do you make money on the, on the podcast, for example? Is it all advertising share or, or what? So it's direct marketing, advertising, and soon-to-be subscription. We're starting to drive some subscribers. But then you've got these great ancillary things. When you watch Logan Paul and you see Prime 
literally just blowing up, very much like my brother did with Entourage when he put Avion and he put the Taylor Company. It wasn't even a company yet. It sold for $100 million, right? The same thing exists right now. Prime is blowing up across this podcast. There's millions of viewers across the board. They don't even talk about Prime. They just drink it on the show. We feel the same way. We're going to own merchandise. We're going to do live shows. And then the holy grail of podcasting, in my humble opinion, is is turning these into TV shows. You've just seen me announce Opportunist. Opportunist is already doing $25,000 a month with it, just on reruns, right? Vigilante, okay? Um, we have, are starting to buy up the, the rights where we own the IP, where we can sell them to television. If we sell one show to television, that television show could be worth more than my entire company. Just like when I bought my movie platform and I ended up with the movie 300, which has done over a billion dollars in revenues. Just stay close to the hoop, own IP, own relationships. If you do that and you continue to grow that, you end up with a big TV show, a big movie that's out of this. Do you have the, the runway for your, your growth plan? Yeah, we do. We're, we're, we're literally, we're buying back stock. We don't need any more money. All right? If we have to do this all on our own, we'll just keep doing it. If this market's not going to participate, we're going to buy back stock and we're going to keep building the business. I don't even know how we did it, candidly. I give so much credit to my team. Kick Ray, Brad Conkle, right? um, Josh Halbera, Aaron, my CFO. We got in the bunkers and we fought. We lost all of our live business. We lost all of our live partners. We lost everything across the board in life, and yet we've grown the business from $38 million to this year we said we're going to do 140 to $155 million in revenues. You can imagine where it's going next. So you, you've made some acquisitions through the years. Are, are you done with that? Do you have all the pieces you want? No, we're, no, we're never done. You know, as you know, with Digital Turbine, I bought eight companies, right? We make some mistakes, right? Some of it, you know, we, we, we bought Spring Awakening in Chicago, one of my favorite festivals in the world, and COVID hit. I had to close that down, right? I bought my merchandise business. I just took a lot of costs out of that business. So we're going to live and learn from And some of it's just reality. You just go through tough times, right? This is, this, is an amazing, this is an amazing experiment, right? When I wrote the book on this company, it's like I've been through, I've been through everything. The digital Turbine, we almost went out of business. 2008, we went to $100 a share, right, you know, six years later. Same thing, iWon.com. We almost went out of business. We turned it into and we sold to Barry Diller. You're going to go through, when you do public venture capital, you have to be realistic of how hard it is and when those turns come. When they come, they come fast. We're turning fast. Right now, we got every division, right? Our last division we got to get, get profitable is our merch business. Okay, we're close. We get every division pro- profitable, you know, you're going to start to see spectacular numbers that just deliver bottom line numbers every quarter, every year. So this is an exciting time for the company. Um, we still got a lot of work to do, but we'll definitely do further acquisitions in this company. So, so you spun off Podcast One but maintained over, over 80 80- percent of it and it's integral to the business in terms of you know you got some cross-marketing with tesla etc in it do you plan to divest more of that or is that just a way of recognizing some value for the company i mean being really candid right you know it's it's my podcast team is so good kit sue eli have you know well over 70 years of experience in radio and podcasting they pioneered the podcasting business they don't need me but right, I'm there from the 4,000 feet, you know, looking over it and helping them. 
but they don't need me. They're doing a great job. And, you know, so we're, we're very, very excited. I'm a huge fan of podcasts. I don't know about you, but I, I listen more and more podcasts every day. Right? The biggest po- problem in podcasting is there's not enough hours in the day to absorb all the content that exists in podcasting. Seeing the habitual behavior of the consumer from kids, from you see your children, you see your family, right? They're just growing. How many hours they're spending on podcasting? It's, it's really, it's not that complicated. It's just going to grow like crazy. And now it's moved to video. YouTube is spending a fortune on podcasts. TikTok, all these podcasts are showing up on it. You're going to see more and more of it. There's going to be more and more revenue streams to drive from it. I love the opportunity of having, having super fans who love their, their artists and their talent, loving that super talent. Right? You got guys like Adam Carolla and Jordan Harbinger and Baby Mama and Mike Tyson and Shaq and so on. They have so much influence over their super fans. Let's just get close to them. Let's be great and treat our, our celebrities right, hand-told them, right, and make sure that their fans are happy. If we do, we're gonna win. We're gonna win big. Now, do you have other assets that you might spin off similarly to Podcast One? Well, as you know, we announced a deal in Slacker Radio. My dear friend Byron Roth, we were gonna spin it out to a SPAC. This market has been—I've been doing this for over 40 years. This is the worst market I've ever seen for microcaps, right? So you gotta—you gotta suck it up. You gotta suffer the pain. You gotta battle through it, right? And the end of the day is. You know, that stock wasn't going to happen during this market. But we're right now, all the audits are done. It's ready to go. That division, as we publicly said, you know, the audio division is going to do $130, $140 million and throw off $17 million of cash and over $20 million EBITDA. Does that not get a $250 million valuation? I'll, I'll eat my hat if that's the case. Right, and the reason I pulled the SPAC was it just wasn't ready. The market was, market was horrific. All right, we suck it up, we wait, and wait for it to go, just as we did with Live One. It sounds like you you've got the critical mass in all the areas. Is that true, or do you need to to grow to get uh, the bigger advertising dollars, the bigger money? No, we're getting it. We're getting it. You look at the advertising on our platform. Right, whether it's eBay, whether it's Nike, whether it's Coca-Cola, whether it's well, we got all of them. Right, we we've gone from seven sponsors pre-COVID to over 700 sponsors on our platform. So our subscription is skyrocketing. 400,000 when I bought Slacker is now at three and a half million. Right, and the advertising has gone from seven sponsors to now over 700. Now, are you it's just the beginning of the beginning? So are you helping all your podcasters, for example, with, with advertising, or is that up to the, their own to do? No, we help them in a lot of ways, right? So, you know, it's really interesting. So we, when we brought the ashes of cast media, we brought some of this talent over, right? You don't know how it's going to go. It's rough, right? Cast owed a lot of money, right? They owed a lot of money to these advertisers. We took some hits with Theo, Theo Braun, took a swing at us, right? But... We're the most honest, straightforward, transparent company in podcasting because we handhold that talent. We're not going to win over Spotify or Apple if we don't handhold them, right? We got to be we got to be the company that is nimble. We got to be straightforward. We got to be clear. And it's interesting. Their biggest talent, Brendan Schwab, has come over us. Brendan's crushed it. 
right? He's almost, he's up two and a half times his revenues since we moved him over to our platform. And he, he's a brilliant podcaster. But we had to grow together. We had to mature together. We're just starting. We're going to grow that to a, to a gigantic number. He'll, he'll be a top podcaster for the rest of his life if he wants to be. Do you need podcasters that actually listen, they actually care, they actually want the support, but they also want to work their asses off, right? This, this is about Howard Stern, Ryan Seacrest made more money than anyone in the history of media because they outworked everybody else. Same thing applies in podcasting. As we look at you over the next 12 months, let's say, what are some of the events or catalysts that we should watch for? Well, I think the, the highlight film that has just come out is we just announced 22 new podcasts. I said there are between 350 and 500,000, everyone that we had. That's a big number, right? You keep adding those, right? And I said there's more coming, right? and I said we're going to add 20 more next year. That's another $10 million in revenues. You keep adding those. We don't need any more staff, right? You're now getting closer and closer to 60-40 deals versus 80-20 deals where the industry was moving when everyone's getting bought up, right? Now is that perfect storm where it's the right time to lock up these deals and lock up your partners and deliver for them. So I'm, I'm really excited where it's going, and I fully expect that 20 number is a minimum we'll add this year. It's amazing we had a 22 this year in the heart of the worst market ever, the worst advertising market, right? The banks walked away from all the small companies, and yet we still added 22 podcasts. So what have I not asked you that, that you really wish I would have asked you? I mean, I think, I think, Jeff, you know me long enough now, right, is where's my head, right? Everyone calls me every day and goes, why is your stock down? I go, I don't know. You know, I wish I could tell you. I like to anecdotally describe what happens to stocks. When I did Forward Industries, when I did Grand Toys, when I did THQ, when I did Jacks, there was some weird moment when you woke up and you've watched, you know, I know you made a lot of money the last time. You watched my stock run from one to seven many times. You watch it run from four to 10, right? It's a weird market, right? We're in a very, very strange place where these algorithms have a lot of pain for microcaps. But at the same time, they're going to be the best partner in the world soon. I'm one of the first and only CEOs that love shorts because they're the ones that take your stock through the roof. It's the reason why Digital Turbine went to 100. It probably never deserved to be anywhere near there. Right, forty dollars, fifty dollars would have been just fair for you know. So I feel the same way here. We just got to keep working. We got to keep delivering. I promise we'll outwork any CEO and any team. We'll outperform every team. We've got a world class team. We got a world class technology. We got a two hundred million dollar NOL, and now we got really serious revenues. My stocks for the last thirty five years have all gone to twenty five dollars or better because you broke 100 million in revenues. When you break that 100 and you have room to look at your business, there's a time you can figure out how do you make the cuts, how do you add people, when do you make those decisions. And as you saw last week, I cut another seven and a half, 10 million of cost because I don't think this is over. I don't know what's going to happen in interest rates. You know, I'm not a macro guy, but I'm not guessing. I see every hotel, every, every airline, every, everything on fire. Cities are on fire, more restaurants opening. I want to focus on why are we special? Why are we unique? What can we do really special? Right? So, and I think we're right in the sweet spot. Right in the speech, sweet spot of an industry that every company I've ever built is built off of somebody else's waves. 
I'm not that smart, right? I just know the wave is so big, there's going to be 1.7 billion subscribers in music. About a half a billion now. There's still 1.2 billion to grab. If I get 10%, if I get 1% of that market, I have a billion-dollar company. If I get 3% of that market, I got a multi-billion-dollar company, and there's really no one left that can compete on the smaller side because I'm the only one profitable. All these companies spent billions of dollars doing it. You know, we spent our time making sure they were built off the backs of B2B partnerships, just like Digital Turbine, just like I won. You're going to see more and more of those B2B deals. And I'm shocked the stock, stock didn't skyrocket last week. Right, we announced a $20 million-plus year revenue deal. A lot of excuses out there, a lot of things out there right now that people are trying to guess why stocks move. If we land three of those, we have 35 of those that we publicly announced in the works. If we land three of those, which I promise I'll do. The market has not been uh, a fair indication of progress, especially for, for small public companies. If you were from the outside watching the company, what are some of the metrics that you look at at the company to, to gauge its progress? So I think the metrics you want to look at is number of subscribers, average ARPU, number of sponsors, number of podcasters. And I built this business on the backs of creators. How many creators do we have across music, social media, and podcasting? The more creators, the more traffic, the more of the audience, the more revenues we drive, and the bigger the bottom line is. Now, before we go, what, what's the main takeaway you want to leave investors? You know, the best thing to tell everyone is I put my hands, my feet, and my mouth in the same direction. I bought back 3.7 million shares of stock. I bought $3 million of debt back. We're now effectively debt-free on the other bank line at $7 million, right? Okay. So we converted all of our debt at $2.10, and our stock's trading at a dollar below that. It's kind of crazy, right? So what am I going to do? I'm going to step on the gas. I'm going to buy back as many shares as I can. I'm going to buy them fast. I told the street I'm, I'm again back in the market. I couldn't do anything until some of these big announcements were out. Right now, I'm going to keep buying back stock. If that's the best way to spend my capital, somehow our cash is now at $10 million, even though we spent $6.7 million buying back debt and equity. The biggest cash number we've had in a long, long time, and our balance sheet's the strongest it's ever been. So we're going to keep buying back stock. And you'll see me personally. You'll see board members and management. I've just sat with two of my board members. We're big believers. This is a multi-billion dollar company. We just got to fight through a difficult market and this is time and place to do it. I just put, uh, I just brought a friend of mine, John Libiakis. John is uh, one of the best IR guys in the world. I just brought him on board. I haven't brought a new IR firm in years. There's very few people I would bring you to spend the money in a terrible market because it never works. When you bring a guy like that news, who's literally like Literally had a central, central cast. It just works harder than everybody else. That's the things I want in my life. I want the people that work as hard as I do. I want the team that works as hard. I want the consultants who work as hard. And bringing John in is just another great addition to the team. Well, Rob, thanks so much for sharing the time and the story tonight. Thank you. And I look forward to putting out December numbers. You know, we put out every quarter, every month, every quarter, we put out new numbers. I truly believe we'll break all of our records and number of subscribers for the month, for the quarter, for the year. And I think it's going to be a spectacular year for this company in 2025. And we're energized for where business is going. We just got to, we got to find a way. We got to find our footing again in the market and, you know, make our next one in the market. We've had 10 of them. We need our 11. Sounds good. Well, thank you again. 
Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate you.